0: 2
1: 1 Hi Anna, uh how's it going?
0: Good, how are you?
1: I'm good. So welcome. Thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule. You thank are you. the absolute definition of a bam, a badass mom. Uh, uh, you, <laughs> <laughs> so you have a little one. Tell us, tell us about um, your journey, what's going on, where you are because you do have quite I don't even know your whole story, but what I do know, it's very intriguing, and it's it's pretty wild.
0: Um, so her dad and I decided that it would be best for him not to be a part of her life because um, he was in the military, and basically he still had issues because he was in Iraq, and um, he was still seeing a therapist, and we just decided, like, he wasn't in that headspace to be, you know, a good father to the baby. So we just decided that, you know, uh, an absent I, I, and I believe this, an absent father is always better than a bad father. So we just decided that, so I was, um, I think around eight weeks pregnant when we decided to do that and, course i was scared because like i don't have family here and i didn't know what i was gonna do hold on so let's back up even more
1: so the audience because i know this but let's tell the audience you moved here from and you are now a and you are such a strong woman and you're so independent um and then you had your baby in the middle of covid which is even more crazy so reverse a little bit before like we know these super important details which just hearing that i think is you know amazing
0: so so i came here in 2014 to take my master's and i basically ended up staying because i found a job and i have no family here so i'm alone while i do have family friends they're they're never the same as like family so when I was deciding about whether or not, because honestly, I was considering terminating the pregnancy just because it was so scary. I, I had the pills I was supposed to take. My, my OBGYN gave them to me, and I just had them, and they've been sitting. I still have them. I don't know what I'm going to do with Is them. Is that wild? I'm sorry?
1: So you could you imagine your life without her?
0: Right now, I can't but honestly at the time it was so scary like in new york everything's so expensive it's not easy like maybe if it was another state like i would have thought it would have been easier but everything is just so expensive in new york no like no matter how much money you make like you don't think it's ever enough for a baby especially so i was seriously considering that and i didn't even when i when i so when i had When I applied for the job I had at the time, I never even asked about, like, leave policies or whatever, just because, like, I was never thinking about, like, pregnancy at the time. In fact, I just finished, like, an egg freezing cycle. Oh, wow. I just finished, like, an egg freezing cycle, so I still have eggs in storage. Like, that's how much I wasn't planning on having a baby at the time. And I was going into a second cycle. So I believe I found out I was pregnant in like September and I was supposed to be going to a second cycle in November for another, um, harvesting of the egg. So, you know, it could be kept, but obviously I had the baby and, um,
1: I didn't go through with that anymore. That is so, so wild. I I, had, I, this is like, that's a whole nother, I'm sure conversation, but how to just quickly, how does that, that whole thing work with the harvesting and it's, um, is it easily accessible in New York?
0: No, it's very expensive. It's, it's easily accessible, yeah. There are a lot of providers. Um, it's just you inject yourself with hormones like for a week, week and a half, and then they just harvest the eggs and they keep them in storage. They just pick the good eggs, basically. And, and for how
1: they, long? Just
0: just for as long as you want them to be kept. You just pay like a, an annual storage fee. That's so, it. and you. so the other
1: thing for viewers you're doing this anonymously because um, we will get into this eventually within this this um, chat. But there's a lot of things that happen at work because you're an attor- attorney at you know right. a law firm somewhere in New York City, and there's just so many things that happen. And I'll also touch on things that I've been through being in the fitness industry. Um, so for people that are watching, that's why. Um, the screen is dark on her side and it's you know anonymous um just so she can maintain her privacy and continue her work life obviously um so you're an attorney and obviously a an ex- successful one because you're very independent and you're raising a little girl by yourself kudos to you you're incredible um which is why i wanted to share your story because i think that a lot of women i will be more than inspired by you and feel very empowered by this and if anything, just help uplift and show that anything is possible and that women are so strong.
0: Right, thank you. I would be happy if, like, anyone out there was inspired by my story or was thinking of, like, you know, having second thoughts about just, just a pregnancy. I mean, they all say you never get a baby, and I think that's true in my case. I mean, considering I was really, you know, I was really supposed to terminate it.
1: That's crazy. I had no idea.
0: So yeah, they have the bills. Like I don't know what to
1: That's do so right. wild. Well I'm happy you didn't because I can't I wait to do. meet her and our little ones mm-hmm. can, you know, be buddies. Right. Um, so you let's backtrack a little. So you um the father knows and you guys have been in touch or you haven't been?
0: No, we haven't been in touch and I I told him I wasn't here anymore. I just told him I was elsewhere just to avoid all future ties. Because mm-hmm. I just think it was, in, you know, it was in my best judgment. And I was thinking about what was best for the baby. And I just think that's what's best for her.
1: What about in a few years? Do you think that, like, if he comes back and says, listen, my head's on right?
0: I, I don't, honestly, I don't know. I haven't thought... That far ahead. Okay. Just because, like, so many things are happening right now.
1: Yeah, it's been wild. So, tell us a little bit about um, your pregnancy. How was it? How did it treat you? How did you feel throughout the pregnancy into your um, labor, delivery, and then the postpartum, which obviously is different for everyone, this whole thing.
0: Um, So, I had to do it alone, obviously. I had to go to all my doctor's appointments alone, I had to do everything alone, and um, around March, well, my mom was supposed to come, and then um, the pandemic happened, so around March, um, when, you know, the quarantine started, uh, I was furloughed from where I was working, And I was home at the time and I was kind of thankful because at least like I wasn't walking around commuting in the city eight months pregnant or whatever
1: and around April
0: My water broke and obviously I was alone I had hired a doula just to help me because it would have been impossible otherwise just to do everything alone, but otherwise, but when my water broke, I had to go to the hospital by myself with a you know with a infant carrier with a car seat by myself and just in an uber and basically just brought myself to the hospital and i was in labor for my water broke so they wouldn't let me leave i was in labor for 30 hours uh, i gave birth normal but i tore and i had stitches and basically they discharged me the next day which was really hard because again i don't have anyone
1: Would you have rather stayed in the hospital a little longer, or because of COVID? Because it was truly in the midst of COVID. And I like same. I I had Axel a few weeks, or maybe it was a month. Like just you know, a few weeks just before you had her, and they there was just so much craziness going on, so much unknown in the hospitals. Thankfully, um, it wasn't as much of a nightmare as they portrayed it to be so you know in my my nightmare version of going to the hospital there's people half dead on stretchers and you know sick people everywhere and but it wasn't i didn't see any other patients i only saw doctors and nurses and i was in and out but obviously it was very different because i had someone helping me right so would you have rather stayed there a little longer
0: not really because I, could, I wasn't able to sleep just because it was me and her. And yeah. I just felt uneasy because everyone just kept coming in, checking on me and her, and I just couldn't get sleep. So I just decided it would be better for me to go home and you know, try to adjust to life immediately with a baby, rather than stay. But um, labor was hard because I had to do it with a mask, and pushing was hard because I had to do it with a mask.
1: Hold on, they, did they, they didn't do a COVID test on you?
0: No, they didn't do with a COVID test And so you had to do everything with a
1: mask. That's so cool. Yeah. I yeah. remember when I went in, it was like, so I went in three times. First time was in the afternoon. Second time was like early evening. And then the third time when I finally, whatever, like was there permanently, <laughs> they did the, te- they did a COVID test as soon as I got there. And then it took a couple hours to come back, but they did one. So I didn't end up having to wear a mask. But it was crazy because I remember I was having contractions and they, you know, shove it up your nose and down. I was just like, it was, it was so bad. And I'm thinking there's not a better way to do this to a pregnant
0: lady. I'm shocked (laughs) that they had you wear a mask. Yeah, no, I did have a COVID test. So I was wearing a mask. So it made things like immensely harder.
1: So you gave birth. How was recovery?
0: It was, that was the hardest part of everything because I was alone. 100%.
1: Caring for a
0: baby with stitches is no joke. And How many stitches not, did you have? They, the doctor never told me. <laughs> I just asked him, did I tear? He was like, yeah. It's not, it's not as bad as you think it is. So.
1: Did you ever look down there?
0: No, I never did.
1: Oh, my God. I looked, when I got home, because I was cut phew, all the way through yeah, into the, yeah. that damn episiotomy. Yeah. And I got, you know, I got the whole, the Frida mom kit right? and um, I just every, I was literally like, I had to build a sub, which eventually I'll do a video of this. I'm sure for <laughs> people, cause I had no idea, you know, you have the ice pack then you have the perennial wipe, then you have the perennial foam, and then you have right. some spray that you get from the hospital and then you put it in and it's like, like I remember just something was like poking me and it was a few days after but I remember it was my stitches and I remember using a mirror and just being like Uh, because I had such bad um um bruising it was just uh, so yeah the the recovery was definitely worse like the worst part it
0: It was so bad and um especially for me because I had to like do everything for her and I I had stitches and I had no help and I still had to do chores, and I still had to feed myself. And I must still do everything. So the house was quite a mess for a while, and I also have like cats, so I had to take care of the cats too.
1: That's insane. So there was
0: yeah, it was so hard, and that was one of the hardest parts because like I'd cry, and she was she was not an easy baby. Like she would be crying from one a.m. to five a.m. nonstop, and I wouldn't know like what was wrong with her. I thought it was colic. Like I, I absolutely didn't know what to do. And my mom was so far away. And I just cried with her. And we just cried together. You're so amazing. And there were days I wouldn't be able to take a bath. Days I wouldn't be able to eat. Days I wouldn't even be able to brush my teeth and just pass out from exhaustion.
1: And you were nursing. Are you, you're, well, I guess we'll get to where you are now, but you were were nursing the whole time.
0: I I was until um, she stopped latching. So I had to... Do form I had to pump, and that was that was hard too because like I had to pump every two hours to maintain my supply, but then she'd cry, and so I'd have to stop, and then just the whole thing was just so hard. And how is it now? Now, because so I told you I was furloughed, and then eventually I was let go in um, June, is when I confirmed. So I was trying to look for jobs and i just started a new job and it's just like such a high volume firm that i know i wouldn't have time to pump, to pump and so before like when as soon as i found out i was starting in 2 weeks i just stopped
1: so and you're girl, okay with it or what
0: it. sorry
1: and how do you feel about it
0: i mean it's sad because weirdly there's some sort of satisfaction like seeing your baby drink milk from you knowing that's what's best for them. But like my circumstances just don't permit me to do that. And and I need to provide for her and me working is also for her. It's not for me. It's to provide her like shelter and food and everything else she's going to need in the future. So.
1: And how did you know. find your, I guess, nanny or whoever, who's taking care of her now during the day when you're at work?
0: It's so hard because I've been through like three different nannies because you're literally at the mercy of your nanny when you're a single mom and you're working because you otherwise, like, I don't know what else you're going to do if you don't have a nanny. Right. Um, the first and your office happened,
1: doesn't provide any sort of no assistance, help, nothing?
0: No. That's crazy. I've never heard of a law office providing assistance for childcare. So, and the nannies, aside from being so expensive, you're at their mercy, and some of them are, like, fickle-minded. So, they'll just, leave, you know, they'll leave, and then you're left, like, scrambling for a replacement to take for someone to take care of your daughter. But that's so hard, because I just don't want to leave her with someone the first day, right. you know? I, I want to be able to see, like, how she is with the baby, and, like, show her how I want the baby to be taken care of. But sometimes, like you're just not given a choice, just because like you're a single mom, you're alone, you have to go to work, and you can't call out of your job, especially now that it's new. Like I can't keep calling out just because of childcare. So sometimes, like I have no choice, really. Um, the second nanny I had, she was so old that she couldn't use a nasal aspirator for the baby, and I was just like, I yeah. can't just have my baby have her book, like you know, her nose. But it's not the entire day because she. Yeah didn't know how to use it. So I had to find another one. And this one now, in fact, just told me earlier today, that she, her where her old um, employer wanted her back. So we're still having a discussion about that because it's just so frustrating for me to keep training and just, you know, handing the baby to one person after another.
1: Yeah. And you're, I mean, you, you're in a high demand job. Like you, I remember at one point, you know, before all this, you were working crazy hours, like an average work week. I'm sure for a New York lawyer is, I don't know how much. My old job probably
0: like 60,
1: 70. Yeah. And then to think now you have a baby. So your time has to be disturbed, you know, dispersed a little more evenly. And it's just, I don't think that employers are so cognizant of women this is a this is a real thing like I'm sure you're even though it might seem like it when it's tough you're the only one going through this but I'm sure you're not the only woman who's going through this and it is a real problem because this is the most natural thing why isn't there more help why is not there more why is it so just lonely
0: it is very lonely Um I don't see my baby during the week I, I leave and she's asleep I come home and she's sleeping I only see ever get to hold her during the week when I'm working when she wakes up in the middle of the night to feed her but I don't even get to interact with her because that's just her that's just her eating and going right back to sleep
1: yeah and what um what type of schedule is she on now
0: she's on like a seven to seven it's not strict she you know she wakes up at seven usually and goes to bed at seven she'll wake up at like one for a bottle and then again at four
1: What do you think think is something that you would share with women? Like the biggest takeaway that you've gotten from this whole
0: thing? The biggest takeaway would be you would do anything for your baby. And um, employers are not going to give you any accommodation just because you have a kid. They'll still expect you to work the same hour. Still expect you to stay in the office and leave at the same time as your other colleagues who, who don't have kids will leave, like without considering that you have to get home because, like, you have to take the nanny because then it's overtime and now you're just paying for so many hours and basically everything is just going to the nanny. Now. It's
1: crazy because I I I don't remember if I ever mentioned this to you, but being in the fitness industry in New York, I um when I was five months pregnant, I still wasn't showing, but I went to my employer at that time and I told them out of respect, out of courtesy, hey, I'm pregnant, I'd really like um, to change the locations because they're, they have a few locations in our area. There's one that I was traveling to, I was commuting to, right. at, you know, and I had to be there at five in the morning or 4.30 or 4.45 or whatever weird time in the morning to be there for my clients. And the commute was an hour. And that's mm-hmm. fine when you're not pregnant or when yeah. it's not the middle of winter or, you know, all these, whatever circumstances. So I went to them and I told them, uh, listen, I'm five months pregnant. I'd really like to switch locations because it's either an hour commute or a 10 minute commute. Like, can I go yeah. to the other location? And as soon as I told them that I stopped getting clients, they didn't give me any more clients. It's horrible. and not only that then when I eventually was transferred to the other location they basically didn't know how to um, employ me like yeah. they were like okay so do you need to be seated do we need to give you a desk and I'm like I'm not disabled like right. I'm more capable than most of the people you already have working being this pregnant like I'm very mm-hmm. capable you don't have to treat me like I'm not So it's really interesting how it almost seems like employers don't, and a lot of other women who I know who are successful, independent, they wait as long as they can, which I learned my lesson. I will next time wait as long as I can. And hopefully I won't even be employed. Hopefully I'll have my own business and my, I won't have to deal with other employers, but, um, they basically wait as long as they can before they tell their employer that they're pregnant because as soon as you, they're, you tell them they just start treating you different and it's like this isn't a disability this isn't a disease this is the most natural thing that exists on the planet all species do it i don't know it's really wild did you come across that at all
0: when i was seven months pregnant i applied to like another firm and out of respect for them when they called me in for an interview, I did disclose that I was seven months pregnant and they just never spoke to me ever again. Not even like a courtesy email saying like, we can't accommodate like, a, you know, you taking a, a leave so soon after getting hot, nothing. Just never heard from them ever again. I had, it's so crazy
1: that you said that cause I had something happen where uh man, one of my old managers who knows how qualified I am for qualified I was for a position, he moved companies so he reached out to me. Hey, I have this position that you're very qualified for. i like, I'm working. Basically, he was doing, um, he was doing all the hiring and he right. was working right next to the two owners. So he was reaching out to candidates that he knew would be able to fulfill these positions and, you know, do well and do well for the company and so on. And we met, talked about it. Mind you, he had no idea I was pregnant. And this is when I was probably seven months pregnant. So I still was barely showing. I could wear a little loose shirt and you wouldn't be able to tell. And we met. He and I just met for coffee, talked about the position. I told him it sounds great. I'd love to, I'd love to be a part of the team. I met up with the owners. And during that interview, and it was an interview, and it wasn't a you know, strict interview. These are questions. It was just a chit-chat. Like, get to know each other. We hit it off. He has kids. The other owner has kids. They're married. Um, You know, a nice environment. Be a great workplace. And literally, they just fell off. Fell off the face of the earth. Like, But I told them I was pregnant. I did tell them I was pregnant as a courtesy because my husband was like, babe, you have to tell them you're pregnant. Obviously, legally, it's wrong for them to do that. To just neglect and say oh what are you talking about we didn't do that or you know whatever who how they want to say but it's crazy because the guy reached out to me he knew i would be able to be a perfect fit for the position and then they just vanished because they don't want to hire a pregnant lady
0: right and they can give all sorts of excuses too like they can find any other reason to give for not hiring you even if you know it was because you were pregnant they can find another reason
1: well and i thought it was just so interesting because i know that i would have been hired like a hundred percent i would have definitely been hired if i didn't tell them because i could just tell with the interaction and how good the the interview or whatever you want to call it was and they reach out to me like i didn't apply for the position
0: right
1: so i think that there's a lot of issues with that and there's uh one of my friends who works for a big company and she has two little girls. When she started this company, there were, you know, the guys who started, they started on an even playing field, right out of school. And at this point, because of maternity leave, because of this, because of that, she's basically where she was and the guys that started with her are already up here. And it's like, those guys don't offer nearly as much. She's, you know, trilingual. She does all their international stuff. And these guys just make more money because they've been with them and they never had to take maternity leave. Right. It's crazy. I don't get it.
0: I, I, that would probably happen to me too, because you know, as much as I'd like to stay and work, uh, I I really can't, because no one's literally no one's watching my baby. Yeah. If I don't come home soon. Is there
1: a um, longevity that's put on being an attorney? or you could just how does it work? What do you mean? Basically like I was talking with a girl who I know who has a little one who's a little bit older than our little ones. Right. Nice. And she's in finance. So she said that she can see the life cycle of women in the finance world, especially once they start having kids, basically plateaus at the by the time they hit 40 or, you know, 42 or whatever her number was. I can't remember what she said. But it's like you could continue being an attorney forever, or will you? Do you think you're going to go back
0: home? What do you think? I have not. I don't. I have no clue what I'm gonna. <laughs> like do. I'm, I'm tired. Taking it like day by day at a time because like it's hard enough as it. Like I get anxiety just thinking about like what I'm gonna do as she starts growing because she's growing so fast. It's a, it's amazing how so quickly fast. it goes, right? Right. So I'm just trying to take it a day at a time.
1: So the healing process, we're going to go back to this. So when do you feel like your vagina was healed back up?
0: It was a lot longer because I had to move around so much.
1: And I remember I also had this, the issue of mega, mega swollen ankles. Like just being swollen. Everything was just swollen.
0: Mine was like two weeks, two and a half weeks swollen. That's such a... What did
1: you do? Did you do anything that made a drastic change to help it or you just kind of waited it
0: out i just had to like elevate my feet but like i didn't even have so much time for that just because i was alone like as much as i would have loved to just lay down and elevate my feet i could not because my the baby you know she's up every few hours and you just have to take care of her and you know it being the time of covid i didn't want anyone coming in to help me either so it was literally just me and her I was so scared that I was going to, you know, someone was going to give her something. So for, up until I found a job, it was just me and her. And it was so hard. Like, before I started work, I was crying. As soon as I got the job, I was crying because I was going to leave her.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it was just heart-wrenching.
0: Right. Especially now that I don't even see her. Like, literally see her 10 days in a month.
1: That's so crazy to think.
0: Yeah. It's hard being a mother here and in New York and in this occupation.
1: So when do you think that you'll be able to have your mom come visit? And do you think she'll be able to bring someone with her? What's going on with that whole situation?
0: No, it's so hard to bring someone with her because um, it's just the whole immigration process is complicated she she's not like a resident here or, or anything so she can't even stay that long probably just a couple months and also i'm scared for her to travel because she's old and you know the virus thing it's just better to wait it out and plus she can't even leave because her country prohibits it right now it's such a wild time right hmm and my dad is just He's he's also in another country and he's just been dying to meet um, the baby because it's his first grandchild. But he's also high risk because he's old and you know he also can come. So that's also heartbreaking. Yeah, it's so tough. You're doing Facetime. What are you doing with them? Yeah, we do Facetime, but you know it's never enough. Like the baby's just confused. Like she feels like she's just looking at like you know a show. Yeah. Like, she doesn't know what she's looking at, so I don't know if that'll help her recognize the mater or just hearing his voice, but... I'm sure. I
1: think that hearing the voice and that familiarity, when she eventually meets him, she'll be able to put it together. I hope so. And what about uh, language? Are you speaking only English with her, or what are you doing?
0: Because I feel like this uh... is a
1: normal thing. Like, if you... I mean, you're bilingual or do you speak something else
0: I'm bilingual so the nanny speaks the language I speak so the nanny talks to her in that language and I talk to her in English oh nice okay so that's helpful yeah yeah. and um, I just I wanted to pick like a nanny from where I came from so you know the cultural difference isn't that wide and I did try and hire someone from another race but I felt like we weren't connecting because she wasn't as affectionate. Like literally the baby was talking to her and she just wasn't reacting. And like my baby loves talking. She loves talking and she was expecting like some interaction and just literally nothing.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's really, I wonder if there. and where are you finding the helpers? Just
0: on like Facebook groups. Like they're nanny Facebook groups. Where they both like looking for a live in or live out job. Because right now, like my nanny, she lives with me, but she has her hours. So just in case there's an emergency, like, you know, she can stay. I'm going to have to pay her overtime because she lives here. Yeah. But other than that, like, I try to have her end at like 7, 8, which
1: is when I get home. Yeah, that's so wild that that's how. Is that. Is that, um, what, I don't know what the standard procedure is. Is that pretty standard or
0: how does that work you, for nannies? You have, well, you can pick someone who's looking for just a live in position or someone living out. I didn't want someone living out cause COVID, right? I don't want them exposed. So I would just rather the nanny just be with the baby and they just spend the entire day together with no exposure.
1: Right. Well. A girl I know who has one who's a month older than Axel, so maybe a month and a half or two months older than yours, she just put hers in daycare.
0: I can't even imagine putting the baby in daycare right now. I would rather just give my entire salary to the nanny than than put my baby in daycare.
1: Yeah, it's really it's wild because it's really just truly all preferential, like. She wants to do this, she wants to do that, and what do you do?
0: I mean, I'm just terrified. Because, you know, if, I'm you know, like I said, I'm, I'm a single mom. If anything happens to her, I'm going to have to be there in the hospital. That's risking my job, that's risking everything, because they're not going to appreciate you being, like, gone for so long, especially just starting a new job.
1: And they're not at all understanding about anything?
0: I never brought up the baby. Do they They know you have a baby? They never asked me about the baby, and I never brought it up. Just because I thought it was going to be such a big factor if they knew I had a newborn. Like a baby that young is going to affect your commitment to the job, at least time-wise. Yeah, that's really interesting. You're always going to rush home.
1: Huh. Yeah, it's weird. I think um, for females, it's such a different like, there's just so many other issues that we have to go through that you don't actually understand until you get there, which is also why it's a little wild because what is it like 86% of women have babies and
0: you know, it's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. They just expect us to have a baby and do everything else just as well and that's just like you asking for burnout i know eventually i'm gonna get to a point of burnout because i can't even work out like i love working out and i'm at that point where i had to give it up because i just don't have the time anymore like where am i gonna where am i gonna get the time to work out right literally well i
1: think that the i mean sadly and the tough part is is that it's a trade off, right? So, and at some point it's everything, everything's a trade off. So trading off work for being able to spend time with the baby, with the nanny, with juggling everything, because you're wearing all the hats. Like you're truly doing everything. And I think that it's just as much as a workout, like doing a workout would make you because you were working out for years, like, I've met you through yeah. the fitness space, like, it's been, you know, it gives you energy, it gives you a whole new sense of confidence, it gives you, it is very rewarding. Um, it is. So, maybe eventually when she, because how is her, um your baby's schedule, will she let you work out at some point eventually,
0: maybe? I mean, the only time I'm ever going to get to work out, I guess, is noon, when i'm in the office but all the gyms are closed right now and it's the only way i imagine doing it or if you know when i'm home i, I can't because i have, i'd rather spend time with her than work out because i see her so little right and the funny thing is my back my lower back has been hurting and i know ab exercises or exercises are going to help with that because you know, I think this is from like the birth and stuff because I haven't worked out since then. I mean, I tried. But and you worked out basically right
1: up through the whole pregnancy.
0: I did. And then I had to stop immediately as soon as I had the baby. Yeah, of course. And just my lower back has been hurting and I just know I need to work out my core and my glutes to strengthen it. But I don't have the time. I guess it goes back to that.
1: And I see them. I see a lot of videos, and I see the the baby and the the mommy and the baby workouts, right? So you use the baby as a weight, or you, you know, prop up next to you, or right. whatever you have to do because, I mean, it's tough. Like, you're definitely, you know, you're just juggling above and beyond. Right. But
0: there's also like exhaustion from like sleep deprivation because if i'm just waking i haven't gotten like a decent night's sleep in four months that's how old she is yeah so sometimes i wake up at one and i can't get back to sleep because i have to go all the way to the kitchen like warm her bottle and just give it to her and by the time she's done like i'm just awake so at any given night i you know maybe i get four five hours of interrupted sleep that's not even like solid Right. Sleep. Because when she sleeps at seven I have to catch up on work. Because Oh, I had so you're and you're doing early. work
1: at home?
0: Yeah, because I had to leave the office early because I needed to be home to um replace the nanny.
1: So what's your what's a day look like on a weekday when you go to work?
0: I wake up sometimes she wakes up at five and at that point I'm not gonna be able to go back to sleep. So I just try and get ready. Um, if she's up by five and refuses to go back to sleep, they have to wait till the nanny's up. Cause I don't want to wake the nanny up at like five. So I right. have to wait till like a decent time, which is like seven, seven 30, hand her over to the nanny and, you know, get ready. And I won't be home till seven 30. That's the earliest I can make it home at seven 30.
1: So you're out of the house from
0: basically seven to seven 30.
1: And then when you get home, you basically are just. Trying to spend time with her.
0: No, she's asleep. That's so wild. She she takes a bath at 6 and she's asleep by 7. So when I get home, I'm just basically here, you know, just in case she wakes up. But I'm trying to catch up on, like, work, too. That I left because I had to leave.
1: And you're able, you feel okay? You're able to juggle everything? You're just kind of taking it day by day?
0: I'm taking it day by day. I know it's bound to catch up because um, it's exhausting honestly and just you not being able to sleep you know to mm-hmm. your energy and you know i have a i have a mental fog sometimes like i can't focus on like the work i'm supposed to be doing which requires like intense concentration when i'm writing like a legal brief or whatever well the sometimes def- you know there are mistakes you make just because you're exhausted and you lack sleep 100 otherwise wouldn't have missed or you wouldn't have made if you were just a little bit more well rested.
1: Well, I think that, and I'm just, I'm just a little bit ahead of you on this with when it comes to the months. And as you know, this is, um, it's changes, right? So like in the beginning she was just sleeping so little and then like, it just, it fluctuates day to day, week to week, month to month. And after speaking with, you know, a few other women who have babies that are just slightly older than where ours are, it's amazing because it's like, you know that it's hard and you know that you've been going through something that's like borderline devastation, like borderline, I don't know how I'm going to do this.
0: Right.
1: And it just seems like it gets easier. And it only, you only realize it gets easier when you look back and you're like, how did I do that? Like right. that I don't was hard. I can't harsh. imagine how I did the first few weeks. Exactly. Right. Like your body was ripped in half. And you're, you know, you were swollen and for me, I was swollen in my diapers and I'm, you know, ice pads all over my vagina. Like, and I think because the reality is, is, and I mean, it's not, it's my opinion and it, it may or may not be other women's opinion as well. Thankfully I have him, but to some degree, I feel like I don't even need my husband. Like, and it's, you know, it sounds weird and it sounds bad, but like, like as a, the female, like this is our role. We know how to do this and it, this is just, it's, it's maternal. Like it just, it's instincts. It comes even when you, cause I never felt like I was a maternal, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one of these w- ladies, woman, whatever, who wants to have babies. I never was that person, but as soon as she was. Like it just snapped and it, it's come easily. Like, obviously, it's tough, but sometimes I feel like he just makes it more challenging.
0: Right, but I would have appreciated someone to help me with the crib. 100%. I literally, like, the crib upstairs by myself after not working out for like five months, and I was like, God, this shit is heavy. <laughs> like, it would have way easier because, like, I'm on a third floor walk up. And I was carrying, like, a goddamn crib, and I was like, this would have been fucking easier had I been fucking working out, and now I'm just so weak and dragging this fucking crib up the stairs by myself.
1: Well, it sounds like you're getting some sort of workout, and you're on a walk-up, at least, and you gotta, you know, schlep the baby around here and there.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I would have appreciated a husband at the point in time, like, he helped me. Fucking, put bring the crib up or do something. Assemble a car seat. Like I'm so bad at like assembling things that I like (laughs) need to hire someone just to do them for me because I can't figure shit out. (laughs) It took me forever for the stroller just to Uh, assemble it.
1: uh, It's so funny funny you say that because I had the same issue with the stroller that we got. And I kept like just trying to jam the wheels in <laughs> and I couldn't like, and I, I like assembling things. Like I don't have a problem. And then I realized that for whatever reason they gave me the wrong wheels. Oh. And I'm mean, like, you are, justification. are you Are serious? Like, I'm like gonna break that thing. And so finally <laughs> I looked at it and I'm like, it said, uh, what some work like the cruise and I have the Vista. Like it right. said, and I'm like, are you shitting me? I, have been trying to <laughs> smash these wheels on the wrong stroller this whole time?
0: At least you have a justification. I, I just can't. Like, it just took me like an entire, almost an entire day just figuring out the goddamn thing. <laughs> and even now, when I'm trying to strap her in, it just takes me forever because I'm like, what is what is going on with all these straps and having to just in each time? Like, it's just so hard, and I have to bring the stroller down. And bring the baby down and bring the baby up and bring the stroller up. It's just like so much work.
1: You know, I mine lives in the Bjorn. Do you ha- do you use one of those? No. You know what it is? The what's the, what? the carrier? Yeah.
0: She doesn't like being in the carrier because she feels so hot and she just gets annoyed and then she gets she cries.
1: See, I think that we have the opposite. Axel doesn't like the, I mean, she's fine with the stroller, but she much prefers to be here. Even though she's a sweaty little lady, she like, she has her his sweat jeans for sure. Like she sweats <laughs> like a puddle of sweat when she's sleeping, she sweats when she's here, she sweats all the time. But I carried her on this since day, I don't know, probably two weeks in. And I prefer this so much too, because then I have my hands. Right. It's true. And I like it because it makes me work on this. Right. Otherwise, when you're pushing the stroller, you know, you're here. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't always have time for a workout. So I'm gonna, you know, carry around this what is she now? Thirteen pound baby. And it gets heavy after a while.
0: Yeah. 116 sixteen now. Oh wow. Right. She's going so fast. It is insane. It's so wild. And, I, and you know what? She used to sleep with me on my bed, and as soon as I found out I was going to go to work, I had to move her to like her room, and it was hard for me, too. Because now uh-huh. she's like so far away from me, because I didn't want to wake her up when I would get ready in the morning, or like wake her up because of my alarm. So I just wanted her to be in her room, so... But it was hard, though, because I'm used to her being, like, right beside me. And
1: I remember you saying that she sleeps, she has, what's that, what's going on with her sleep? Because she right. can only, she'll only sleep when it's really dark, or what's,
0: she'll, she'll only sleep when it's really dark, so her room is, like, really dark, like, black out, and she'll only sleep with, like, white noise. But, like, right now she knows when her white noise is on and her room is dark, she knows she's going to sleep. So it's easier for her to like fall
1: asleep. Yeah. But you train her to do that.
0: Easier. Yeah, because I was like looking at the sleep program called Little Ones that like basically suggested like how you could improve the baby sleep because she was like really bad. She's a really bad sleeper. She'd only nap for 30 She had this face where she was napping for 30 minutes at a time. So she'd get exhausted quickly, like in an hour and nap for 30 minutes and be up in an hour and nap in 30 minutes. So I just couldn't get anything done. It's tough, it's so tough during that time. Right, I couldn't get anything done at all because it was just me waiting on her and like laying with her in an hour and putting her back to sleep. It was ridiculous. Right now she's a little bit better.
1: What are her hours at night now?
0: She sleeps from like seven to one and then she'll take a bottle and then she'll go back to sleep and wake up at like four or five take a bottle and go back to sleep. And wake up at seven. That's much better than it was. Definitely. But I still don't get to sleep till like ten. So basically I only have ten to one and then one to four. And then at that point I just can't get back to sleep because like it's just so close to my awake time. Right. I mean I've said it more
1: times than I can count, but I mean you are so amazing like thank you it's so because i mean you know you see like oh by the way i moved
0: when she was a month old
1: something else to put on your plate (laughs) and you did all this by yourself you moved
0: i moved by myself and i did hire someone to help me but it was just like one person to help me like pack all stuff in boxes just because I had to take care of the baby. And I had movers, but it was like such a disaster on the day of, because like she was just crying and crying because you know she couldn't get her naps because we were moving. like, And she needed her dark room and she needed her white noise and there was nowhere to be found because we were moving.
1: It's a nasty was cycle. so mad. <laughs> Well, and you'll be hopefully you're locked into this place for a while.
0: Yeah, hopefully. And we're it's better for you. Soon. Well, I just had to move to like a bigger place because I said I need, like I said, I needed a nanny and yeah. I needed somewhere for her to stay. So. Well, congrats. No, thanks. <laughs> for what? For every, For the new place.
1: Yeah. It's big.
0: It's not big. It just has more room.
1: I'm saying a new place is big, not that that place is big. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> Moving with a one-month-old, because I had to move when she was a month old, is big.
1: Yes. Yeah, it it's like
0: a, was it's so serious. Tough.
1: It's big. It's serious. It's a big, drastic uh, decision, especially in the middle of COVID.
0: Right. And I had to apartment hunt with her, because I couldn't leave her. So I had to just really pick. Like, the apartments and I'd ask for, like, video tours before I'd even scheduled, like, a viewing.
1: Yeah, what a, tell us about that real, I'm, I'm, like, very curious about that process, because having a newborn, in the midst of COVID, trying to find an apartment.
0: I don't know how I did it, honestly. Looking back, I was like, I don't know, I don't know what the fuck I did, or how I did it, or, I don't know. Because everyone was just like, you're crazy. Like, why would you do that? Well, you got to do, you got to do this ending and I don't want to do it another year.
1: Yeah.
0: And they weren't offering like a month to month thing. So I had no choice.
1: Well, you figured it out and it just seems like as females, as women, you will always figure it out, which is, I think, you know, something that's really important to always keep in mind when you're going through tough shit, just keep going. And eventually, you know, there'll be a nice, easy patch.
0: Hopefully. And hopefully she just starts sleeping through the night because I think everyone, everything is going to get better when I start getting like a decent amount of sleep.
1: (laughs) I'm sure it will make a world of difference.
0: Like you don't have the energy to work out if like you're not sleeping.
1: Totally. No, it's, it's exhausting, but I, I'm sure that it just gets easier from where we are.
0: Uh, hopefully, I mean I don't know when she's supposed to start like sleeping longer hours without feeding, but do you know?
1: I think um, someone told me recently that by six months they should be sleeping six hours, seven months seven hours, eight months eight hours. So you know it stays on that cycle. I cannot she is le- wait. She
0: is sleeping six hours, but like it's just seven to one, and I'm not sleeping seven to one. <laughs>
1: you're like she's not on my schedule that's the problem she's not
0: on my schedule right she is sleeping six hours which is pretty good for a baby but she has her own different thing
1: well someone i think a lot of women have told me and obviously it's not something that's like i can't do it you very well can not do it but they would say sleep when the baby sleeps and it's like i got shit to do like i can't sleep when the baby sleeps sorry who are you kidding Mm -hmm. Great!
0: And I have so much chores. And like, what are you talking? She sleeps for like an hour and by the time I'm asleep, she's waking up. I wonder if you could sleep when you get home,
1: 7 to 1, and then wake up extra early and do your work.
0: I'm not home till like 7 and now I have to shower and do everything before I can even touch her. And I have to sanitize everything I touched and spray down my shoes and spray down my bag which is an entire fucking process, I swear <laughs> to God. And dry my fucking hair, because apparently the virus stays in your hair too. Like, did you, I never heard that. Yeah, it, it stays in your hair too, I just don't know how long, but like really? if I know I'm gonna be holding my baby in the middle of the night, I definitely have to shower.
1: I never heard that it stays in your hair, that's insane. It does. Well, I did hear that you should be taking vitamin D, vitamin C and zinc. And those Mm. are the things that will really help combat it.
0: Yeah, I've been taking, like, airborne every day, just because, like, I'm so paranoid. You know, airborne, right? And emergency, just, like, every fucking day.
1: I think that those are mostly sugar, but that's okay. It's something. Shit. I need to
0: find something
1: else. Well, do you know anyone who's gotten
0: it? No, thank god, no. I have office mates who've been like, I think I had it. And I'm just like, can you just get away from me? Like, what do you (laughs) mean? (laughs) <laughs> I think I had it in January like they're talking about the plague and I'm like okay so get away from me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I think it's a, I mean here in New York it's every it's very accessible to get a test whether whatever test is an antibody test mm-hmm. or the other test but right. I think that it's a bit more challenging in other states
0: yeah
1: and probably other countries right but here it's very easy I'm, surpri- I'm so surprised you didn't have one when you were at the hospital.
0: No, I never had one. Hmm. Well... Because they didn't give birth in New York, remember?
1: Yeah. Yeah, but even so... I
0: don't know. They never... My OBGYN told me like they didn't have enough tests at the time or something, and they were just doing it for like really sick people who they thought really had the virus.
1: That's so crazy. Well, luckily it's all... Um, Hopefully just, you know, uphill from here, like all good stuff.
0: Hopefully, and you know what else I find crazy is that the OBGYN who you've been seeing is not sometimes won't be the person who's delivering the baby. Did you have that happen? No, I, I it, it was just fortunate that he was on duty the day I was giving Because they him do him
1: their rotations.
0: Out. Right, but I mean, I wouldn't have been comfortable if like someone else was delivering the baby other than the person I've been seeing for like, nine months I
1: had that happen I have my OB and I thought she was delivering and a week before she says oh yeah this so-and-so will be you know him or this other guy or and I said well I specifically picked a woman because I thought you'd be delivering right and she's like no it's either this guy or this guy and I'm like okay that's and at that point I you know I'm I went 41 weeks, so I was at 40 weeks when she and I had this discussion. And I was just like, "What? Is, there's nothing to say." But I do think that it's you know really made it put a lot of things in perspective to make me. I don't want to say do my homework, but you just learn a lot because it, during your first time, for me, I didn't know enough to even ask questions.
0: I was asking questions just because I was trying I was starting to have anxiety and they even were like, You might you may have to give birth in a different hospital which was like a lot further away than where I was supposed to be. I could have walked to the hospital like I wanted to give birth in. And at the time they designated it as a COVID hospital and they were just like, You might have to give birth somewhere else and thank God like during unless I was getting closer to my due date, like they get, they, you know, the, the governor, I think, gave permission for them to, like, start labor and delivery again in that hospital. Luckily. But I mean, if I, if I had gone to a different hospital, that would have been harder for me to carry, like, myself all your luggage, stuff, car seat and, like, my luggage by myself. Well, and, and I, I think mean, that that's
1: definitely um a topic for another day is the things that you need for the hospital because I've heard some crazy stuff of women are like, yeah, let me bring my straightener and my blowing dryer. And I'm like,
0: who are you?
1: Like you, you need a bunch of disposable underwear and a bunch of ice packs and perennial wipes. Like you're not like, I brought a old robe, one that I could get blood on that I could just throw away because I don't want to wear clothes. Like,
0: I didn't even have time to think of, like, fixing myself. None, zero. No one ever talks about, like, how painful labor is. Like, honestly, I think labor was, I mean, it hurt more than the actual pushing. Definitely. For sure. Like, I would go over the pushing stage over and over again, but, like, I would not. I'm traumatized, basically. Like, I don't even want to think of giving birth to another kid right
1: now. But you would do it all over again in a second because it's all worth it.
0: I don't know, honestly, and plus, I have my eggs, you know, I may have to use them someday, I don't know. <laughs> I just can't have them sitting there, because that's what my friends have been asking me, so what are you going to do with your eggs, like, I don't know, what. you're going to pay, pay an, an
1: annual fee. fee, that's what you're going to do, <laughs>
0: <gasps> yeah, because I have five of them, that's so
1: interesting, yeah, huh. so I
0: can just pick like a sperm donor and just like have a baby by myself,
1: Well, that's kind of what you did now. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Round two for you.
0: A lot less drama.
1: Definitely that.
0: I kind of like it, though, because I think just making decisions by myself, you know, has been better without, like, having someone to discuss it with. A hundred
1: percent. You don't have to consult. You don't have to ask. You can just do, and mom knows best. Simple.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Well, I like it that you see the optimism in it because it's definitely the easiest way to just keep going. You're right. Well, thank you for your time.
0: Thanks so much for having me.
1: Um, thank you for being so inspirational and brave and strong.
0: Oh, thanks. And um, stay well and be well. You and- too.